What's up, freaks? Uh, welcome back to the broadcast episode ep episode thirty today, and it is uh, Wednesday, December eighteenth, right? That's right. And yeah, with me as always here in the moon base, uh, Randy. Hi, Randy. Hey, Dario. <laughs> How you doing? Very good, thank you. Um, yeah, as uh, as I was teasing last uh, week, I have indeed. New interview material, brand new, uh -huh. for you guys today. As but I, last week you didn't know that you had it. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that's why I didn't uh, say any specifics. Um, but uh, yeah, on Monday I had the the pleasure to go to a crazy show with four bands. It was Space of Variations from the Ukraine, Chroma from Finland. The Agonist from Canada and Greece, and Ginger from Ukraine as well. And I brought back some interviews. The first one with Miko, the guitarist from Chroma, and then, of course, also Eugene, the bass player from Ginger. And that's going to be our interview section for today. And before that, as always... We will have a what's in your Walkman and a <laughs> what's hot section. Um, yeah, last ep last episode was uh, we we had uh, the interview with with Underside from Nepal, right? That's right. And uh, yeah, the I saw the the picture from from the Silence Festival that yeah. took place over the weekend with Testament headlining. Looked how to look. Yeah, it was full, full, full house. What, what's what is full? Was it indoors? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What What do you think full was? How many think people were there for testament? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one, two thousand. Oh wow! Yeah. So there's a there's a calling for the metal <laughs> in Nepal. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, what else has been? What else did we do last week? Um, well, we had a Christmas party yeah. here, here at the Moon Base. Yeah, I think we're both still a little tired from the weekend, actually. <laughs> yeah, and that, you, you had like three or four days worth of gigs and Christmas party. Yeah, I mean, you're right. On Friday, first f f starting the weekend, you had you were playing with with your band. This is not an elephant. Yep, and uh, which was a good gig, really good gig. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, happy that I managed to to attend, and uh, yeah, on Saturday we had the Christmas party here at the Moon Base, and I had the choir concert. Yeah. We'll see. A double bill, double yeah. billing. For yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> and then more concerts for you on Monday, and yeah, yeah. And the holidays are coming, so you know it's all that yeah. chaos beforehand. Yeah. But here we are. It's, it's, it's supposed to be the, the uh, uh, silent, uh, more, more quiet time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Um, before we start, once again, uh, the re reminder, check out uh, the Spotify playlist I compile for you uh, for every episode at the yeah, Proc Space Without account. Space. And be sure, if you like the show, be sure and give us a rating. 
because that's a thing uh, for the for the podcast that helps us in search functions is if you give us a rating on whichever platform you listen to us uh, and maybe give a comment or share it with your friends. Uh, we're grateful. That's all Yay. we want for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Dario, what's in your Walkman today? Um, in my Walkman today is a recommendation from Eugene, from Ginger, actually. Ah, okay. Um, he quoted one of his favorite uh, records when it comes to bass in prog metal is uh, Blotted Science, um, oh, yeah. Machinations of Dementia. Uh, Jarzombek. 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 Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, but not quite. <laughs> um, yeah, Alex Alex Webster of uh, Cannibal Corpse on bass there. Some really, really crazy instrumental... But this isn't like the Spastic Inc. Uh, group, is it? Not quite, but I mean, it's, it's also with 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 Yarzombek. Yeah, okay. Um, Always confuse the names of all the different Yarzombek uh, uh, um, projects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the bassist on there is the is uh, what's his face from Cannibal Corpse? Yeah, said? Alex yep. Webster. Alex Webster. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I can see uh I can see why he likes that because Eugene also is really really fast playing with his fingers yeah on like the five string or if he even plays a six string maybe actually I I, I didn't uh pay attention to yeah, that I had to I, check I, that um, uh, but I I can see I can see where he could like get some influence from Webster cuz Webster is an, an animal with with playing like that super fast cannibal corpse stuff. Yeah. With fingers. So Yeah. Yeah. And and that would that was uh, reason enough for me to to revisit the album and uh, Is it yeah, crazy? It is. It yeah. is like I was thinking, um that's kind of like uh minus the minus the jazz like instead of the jazz like ton of metal <laughs> okay. but uh, similar a similar level of complexity yeah cool <laughs> well i'm deeply into the the end of the year roundup now um and uh just trying to focus on re-listening to albums um from the year because i think what often happens with the end of the year lists is that you maybe tend to focus a little bit too much on what you just started liking and yeah, not absolutely. giving enough time to to the older stuff and um we were fortunate enough to to make somebody else's 20th 20 uh, albums list yesterday um yeah, right. for uh pro heavy <laughs> prog and uh prog metal from the Dutch progressive rock pages yes dprp dprp um, shout out to those guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we're, we're grateful for being added to the list, but what was cool was there's a lot of albums on there that will be in my top 10 for sure. Yeah. Um, but then there were a few others that I kind of forgot about or didn't really know. So yeah, I'm really right. happy for the list because I just downloaded all of those other albums <laughs> that were on our list together. And I'm going to go through those. And, the the one I started with today was, uh, Umful. Oh. Because I haven't really entirely, we we listened to a couple of the singles here, yeah, videos, um, but I hadn't hadn't given the whole album a chance, and 
just not not because I didn't like the singles, but just because you know you get lost in the mix of stuff. And so, yeah, I was really digging it. it it's funny because I actually felt I heard some like notes and flourishes from from like older Pain of Salvation in the music mm. part, like yeah. not in the singing. Not yeah. necessarily in the emotion, but just yeah. like in the musical okay. choices sometimes. Okay. Like a kind of, yeah, something chordal or something like with the, the, the like, yeah, energy or something. I, yeah. I really like it. It's, yeah. uh, I think it needs some time. You yeah, know, I like I like the diversity and uh, actually my favorite tracks are those that are most heavily infused with those jazz harmonics. I was That's, just going to say this is yeah. up your alley because of the the jazz stuff. <laughs> and and like some old pain of salvation there is some jazz elements but they're not like overpowering. Yeah. And I'm as we discussed before, I'm less of the jazz. You're not the type. jazz man. <laughs> I'm not the jazz man. I don't have the jazz hands like you do. Uh but uh, yeah. I'm really really digging it digging it. It's a great album and um looking forward to listening to more stuff before the end of the year which is coming uh -huh. so fast. Yeah. But we we still have to uh yeah, we still have have a couple of stuff uh, coming out. Uh, this year, uh, we're starting off the What's Hot section, as always, um, with some albums that are already out, but yep. have new video content. And uh, the very first one today came out April 24. It's uh, Marathon's Meta album. Yep. And they put out the a, a video for their uh, second non-album single, actually, Almost Human. We already talked about yeah, uh, like uh, talked about the single because they released the the audio like a week before the video, and then the video. I find that strange. Yeah. I wonder why. I mean, it's already a interesting concept that they actually it's not that new to like start releasing singles now. But yeah. I think you said it last time that they probably have been sitting on the first out or the last album for a longer time. Yeah, and have all this new material already. So. It's probably a smart move, you know. They release an album and then keep in the, keep uh, keep you know keep on the socials with more new content. They have a tour coming. Yes, they have to kind of hype them, hype it up, you know. Crazy tour and the second, uh, uh, like the special guest for this uh, yeah. Leprous Pitfalls Europe two tour is going to be Clone. So I think it's a really good lineup. Absolutely, and uh, I will try to make it to Düsseldorf on February eighth. It's ah. a Saturday. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Yeah, okay. Um, but uh, let, let's check out the Almost Human video clip, shall we? Absolutely. We'll be right back. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. awesome song still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Marathon, Almost Human. Uh, the video was a little bit all over the place and yeah. like three, three different parts. Like the first one, like this graphic novel style yeah a little bit like stuff that you don't normally see in these genres like yeah. more like graffiti dj hip-hop uh kind of yeah uh imagery which yeah. you know it's cool i like yeah. that i like yeah. the start and then then there, then there was in in the middle of like a like a short part that that was a little bit more abstract mm-hmm 
And then there was this uh, neon skyscraper futuristic... Uh, yeah, Lotus. The car was like a Lotus. Yeah, so, um, and, and yeah. The, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Blade Runner and then Fifth Element, whatever. Uh, yeah. Ne- neon future. And then they're like the strobe section in the middle, which was yeah. like... That was too much. <laughs> a little bit too much. Uh, and I would just say... Um, I I really 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 like this band. Um, I especially like how like when you listen to them, you can really separate the guitar from the bass. Yes, that's um, so cool. Their their like tightness and riffery, I really really uh, um, you know connect to. Like yeah. I really like them musically, uh, and also the the singer and 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 their melodic stuff. Yeah, this video. I, I I'm afraid like. The Strobe, Strobe stuff was like a bit too much for me, but um, what I really didn't like is that at the ending, it felt a little bit like leftover material from the last Muse album in the video, not the music, but in the video. Yeah. And I think this is a band that some people would like if they like Muse and maybe could hear some of the influence. And I would hate for them to be um, under estimated or underrepresented yeah. because of imagery that's a little bit too muse-like because yeah. they definitely are unique and original in their own way yeah and that stuff reminded me of that last so, muse totally album agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which they don't need that <laughs> yeah don't use that stuff <laughs> anyway i really love the band so yeah and uh yeah i hope i'll i'll be able to catch that show in february i'll be jealous <laughs> Uh, we have a couple of more um, albums that are out already with new video content um, from Finnish singer Taria X Nightwish. Yeah. <laughs> um, X, her, X, X Nightwish. <laughs> her, her album In the Raw came out in August on August 30. Right. And uh, yeah, she put out a nice ballad kind of song, You and I. Um, what I was uh, like, I was really, um, what I was not really aware of. I always uh, like, I, I never really listened to her solo stuff, um, and I never thought actually that she she would be able to like sing not like a so- classical soprano, and that's what she does on that track here. Oh, it's okay. like like a normal, like really beautiful clear pop voice of course mm-hmm. um but, but with with the, with the old night which stuff is uh it was always this uh uh, uh soprano uh yeah. timbre and, and and vibrato and and all that even in the mellowest parts she yeah. still sang yeah and there, there's very very few notes in that song that have just a tiny hint of that vibrato interesting um, so that that was cool to hear and 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 showed it for me at least a new facet in her uh, artistic ability. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because I mean, I I would say that um, you you don't you don't hear that that often, right? You don't you don't hear singers like people who are classically trained like yeah. in opera and stuff. You don't hear them doing other genres of singing where they change the way that they sing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people would use them. To do opera singing yeah. over another type of yeah. music. Well, well, I know one example is my friend uh, uh, Adrian from Deafening Opera. 
Ah, okay. Um, and the band is called Deafening Opera. <laughs> he sings in the opera. He's like, he's in here in Munich in the, the choir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but he sings totally different in the band context. Yeah, this is... Uh... <laughs> I don't know no enough about that art form, but uh, that's what I've found, you know, like... It makes me think back to like the 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 like three tenors album that uh, James Abri did with um, I forget what they were what the album was actually called something like, I mean the three tenors was like the Pavarotti thing right yeah. years ago but this yeah. was like the three tenors of rock kind of and it was James Abri and then two actual like tenors okay and I don't think I saw this it's oh wow yeah it's kind <laughs> of like a a rock. It's sort of symphonic rock music, okay, with those guys. And the thing is, is that the the other guys sing like it's an opera, and then and then there's James Labrie, which is, I mean, can be a bit awkward. It's a little weird, yeah. I mean, and I mean, James sings great. It's just the the balance between them is a little it, the the contrast between the styles is yeah. so great. I mean. I think if you listen to that album, for anybody that like doesn't like James Labrie for any like operatic voices, you'll hear that he's not an <laughs> opera singer. You know what yeah. I mean? You'll hear like the difference between an yeah. opera singer and how James sings. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> Moving on, um, there was a little video clip from Bird Eats Baby from Life in the Studio from the song called Hurricane. And that was like a really short, short, short song. But uh, yeah, cool little live session in the studio. Their album, The World Conspires, came out on October 18th. And then we had a new Costin video. Yes. For The Night Watch, The Summit Part 1, from their album, An Embarrassment of Riches, some violin-driven um, instrumental prog mm -hmm. from Canada. That was released on November 15th. Um, classic Costin stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I liked the, the imagery that kind of de depicted that uh, part of this instrumental concept album. <laughs> As uh, we talked before about yeah. that, right? Um, uh, yeah, and uh, as last album that's already out, or more an EP, I want to... Give a shout out to my friend uh, Ben Harris Hayes from Oceanica, who is actually in New Zealand right now. And um, I mean, he released his debut album with that Oceanica solo project project um, earlier this year uh, with One Dark, um, and now he made the like the intermediate EP uh, solo EP called Precipients uh, available on Bandcamp. Oh, okay. Um, and put out a little video for the song Howls on YouTube. Um, he did that, I think, in 2016. Like, yeah, between the end of Enochian Theory and uh, really moving forward to, to his new solo project, Oceanica. Um, yeah, that brings us to the future. And we have... I have uh, for today one one more 2019 release I want to mention, and that is uh, Tyler Dory Trio. Uh, we already talked about the first single here, or I mentioned it, 
and they have a second single out called Dying Light. Their album Unsought Salvation is out on December 21st. Um, and I would really recommend you to listen to it because I think it could be right up your alley. Okay. <laughs> and, Definitely will. Uh, moving into January 2020... Um, we already watched the second single or second video for the new Apocalyptica album. Yep. And uh, then which I was, said we weren't crazy it, about the yeah, video. Yeah, the video was was weird and very very artsy. Like, yeah. For the sake of being artsy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, and and back then I said, uh, yeah, the first single was also more intriguing for me yeah. musically. And this uh, third single, En Route to Mayhem, also uh, I really, really liked the the music. And uh, yeah, let's watch it. Okay, sure. Uh, and have a listen. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm quite excited about this release with these sing singles because, yeah, for me, they had lost their progginess after Reflections, which is like, 10, 15 years ago, I don't know. Okay. 15? No idea. Mi minimum 15 years. I know you're the cello guy, so. Yeah, and and yeah, the, this song, En Route to Mayhem, even though the the video is more like a, a rebirth after an apocalypse. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit like na like nature's revenge and then like yeah. nature like taking over mankind. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely um, there. It was just, but powerfully, what beautifully shot. I mean, yeah. and, and inside the cello and, and yeah, and, and the, the use of the, the, the insects yeah. and the yeah. and the and how they yeah. changed it. And I mean, it was yeah. Phew, but man. but but musically, I like the slightly slightly off kilter proggy main riff, mm -hmm. and then the change into the fast part, the Metallica part. Yeah, yeah it's got a little bit of Metallica. Yeah, I mean, that's there. where they're coming yeah, from, exactly. of course. Uh, everybody knows that. But uh, yeah, and then like the. Um, the, how how they segue back into the reprise of the of the um of the first uh main riff yeah it's just so powerful yeah no it's beautiful um i had a little laugh at the end when it ended that there was like music at the end for the credits and it yeah. kind of reminded me of the end of a game of thrones episode <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely <laughs> and it's it's even like the lonely the, the cello mu the, the music videos like uh, or the song itself is five Five and a half minutes, yeah. and there's like a full full minute of and uh, uh, end ending credits. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, wow, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I really liked this track. Uh, I don't even remember what the last track sounded like, but I just remember how how much I disliked the music video yeah. because it seemed super pretentious. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, yeah, this I I liked very much for its cinematicness and its its message was also there yeah you know. cool um a couple of more stuff to burn through today uh we we actually got to run uh to a meeting uh later um quite important meeting so uh we don't have that much time so let's get through it uh shout out to my friend andy ryan from california i met him uh at proc power uh, a couple of years ago mm -hmm. when jolly played uh, I remember that's that's why he decided to come to Prokpar Europe, and he's gonna put out a his I think his uh, debut solo album on Bandcamp on January 10th, uh, Black and White and Baco, whatever that means, <laughs> and he put out a little video for the track Paradise. What Paradise? 
where he played all the instruments and he's like especially uh fond of his uh, um yeah um Hammond and and Leslie and and all that kind of stuff track uh needs a little bit time to like really get going but it's a neat little track and um yeah instrumental cool if i remember correctly i just I just saw it. Yeah, I think yeah, it was instrumental. <laughs> so much new music. Um The Sons of Apollo also have a new video out. I didn't watch it. Fall to Ascend. It also looked a bit stroby. From the album Twenty Twenty MMXX coming January seventeenth on Inside Out Music. Um the funny thing is they do a double double self uh quote in that song. Yeah. Um where um actually Bumblefoot is playing some noodly lead guitars that is like taken directly from Derek Sherinian's solo album Black Utopia, oh. Sons of Anu. Okay. And over uh, but but the what the drums and the bass uh, I, I think is playing, that's what Michael Shatter pointed out to me, is directly taken from In the Name of God from Dream Theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Anyway, now now they, I want to listen. <laughs> anyway, they they that's their music. They they can do whatever they want <laughs> yeah, with it. So. <laughs> it was just kind of obvious reference. We have a little uh, post rock section now. January twenty fourth is gonna be the day of post rock, as there's gonna be the release of the collaboration EP from Mono of Japan and A.A. Right. Williams. And uh, it's called Exit in Darkness, coming through Pelagic Records, and they put out their second single called Winter Light, which is also really, really beautiful. And then there's going to be a new Caspian record as well, yeah, called On Circles. I just found out or saw it today, this morning. And they're one of the ta giants of the scene, really. I mean, I think yeah. one of the most influential yeah. of them. I saw them um, in the middle of the night at Summer Breeze. So it was really, oh, yeah, it was a perfect uh ending of that day and uh, the single is a live uh video actually uh it's called flowers of light now we have a little avant-garde section coming up with the two seasons of mist uh avant-garde releases that coming on january 24th we also talked about both of them both also have it's the third single for both of them so the one is uh, Nero di Marte from Italy with the third single La Fuga, album's called Imoto. And the other one is Thy Catafalque from Hungary with the third single Tsitsuchka or something like that from the album Naive. <laughs> <laughs> and then February 14th is going to be a big day because it's going to be the release day for the first Psychotic Walls album in more than 24 years. Oh, wow. I know somebody's getting excited. <clears throat> yeah. The God-Shaped Void and the single Devils and Angels. I really like it. I have to admit, I'm, I'm really happy that it's like, it's got a lot of Dessel tribe in it. I mean, yeah. because of course, though, all those years, De uh, Devon was doing Dessel tribe. Yeah. Uh, they, they're not like magically washed away. Yes, and 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 it's kind of it's it's sometimes I think hmm, maybe there's a too little 
pure psychotic walls on there, but no, it's I mean it's it's a new it's a, it's a modern like it's in, it's for for psychotic walls is a new era for 2020. And 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 I mean they of course they 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 would have evolved in that 25 yeah. 24 years of absence like or yeah, not writing. Uh, well they they started writing this album probably 10 years ago, so mm. But even then, there was a long gap where they didn't write music together, right? And uh, and all of them will have progressed as as uh, as songwriters and as human beings. Uh, sure, of course. So um, yeah, of course, I'm 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 really excited because those four Psychotic Walls albums are I maybe. At least two, maybe three of them are, I would say, in the definitely in the top fifty at least of all time for me. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, there's gonna gonna be more releases on February fourteenth, though. Um, we have German melodic prog rock band Blind Ego with the with, which is kind of the solo project from. Uh, Kalle Wallner, the guitarist of RPVL, mm -hmm. with um, also the bass player from Sylvan, and so kind of a little super group, the uh, guitarist from Dante. And uh, their album is called Preaching to the Choir. <laughs> and the first single, Burning Alive, is like a high, highly melodic and catchy affair. Um. And then we have something a little bit more darker. Ishan's new EP, yep. Tillemark. And he also put the first single out, Stridik. Also comes out February 14th, right? Yes. It's going to be a lovely Valentine's Day yes. present for somebody <laughs> special. Um, He's singing in Norwegian uh, as far as I, as far yes. as I understand for this yes. record. Great. Sounds, I liked it, and like even though it's 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 going a bit more to his black metal roots, the the the, the guitar solo is nice, and melodic. Mm. Um, moving on from Insect Arc, some uh, psychedelic doom uh, duo. The single is called Tectonic. The album The Vanishing is coming February 28th through Profound Law Records. On March 6th, we have uh, the debut album from UK Progress Novena. Have you heard about them? Yes. Have you heard the of single? Of course. I haven't heard the single, actually. Should we watch it? Um. <laughs> yeah, let's check it. it out. Always happy to hear Ross... Um, <laughs> In another project, doing another another cool thing. Novena disconnected album eleventh hour. Um, yeah, it's quite. Uh, I was quite um, surprised to to hear that single because the first EP that got more more heaviness, more gent, and also growls and all that stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, and this is pretty feel goody, but yeah, you never know which where it's going. I mean, it could be just the <laughs> single, just the happy single. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's coming March 6th through Frontiers. Oh, yeah. And uh, we have a little 
cover section at the very end here. Uh, Time the Valuator, German band, put out a really cool metal cover of the Billy Eilish song Lovely mm-hmm. um, with the studio video. Uh, our friend Simon Sandness and his, his guitar player Erstein, like like his archetype guitar yeah. player Erstein Wangen, put out a, a cover of the Grabkestra, like the or it's, it's called the. It's I I don't remember the first name of this guy called something something Greb. Ah, okay. There's a Greb Kestra, yeah. <laughs> um, really cool stuff. And uh, Felix Martin from Venezuela. Yes. Uh, put out a tool cover for Invincible from the new album. Okay, with his uh, with his tippy tappy twenty four strings yeah. whatever sweet guitar. And then, uh, as mentioned uh, last uh, time, last week already, Purple Rising, uh, they did a huge concerto for a group and orchestra mm-hmm. thingy. Uh, last week they had uh, um, like an encore with the song April, um, put out the video for that, and now you can also watch uh, Movements 1 through 3 on YouTube. Um we have time for one more little surprise thing. I want to show a video to my friend Randy here. Oh yeah, and uh, that's me. <laughs> I I, I want to know if you can guess the band. So oh, don't okay. watch. So I, I'll, I'll just listen. <laughs> no, no, you have to, you you have to see the video, but I okay. have to type it in. Okay, <laughs> we'll Not be right looking. back. Okay. Wow, okay. Yeah, Yeah. we just watched the new Billy Talent video, Forgiveness One. And, uh, well, even though they're not really prog, it's a little bit uh, like the riff is proggy. Yeah. And and the video was just so crazy. Yeah. Like like unexpected, uh, big production. Yeah, absolutely. With with all the horses and and costumes. And And I would say him singing in like the chord progression was very like power metal-y even. Like it's definitely like something that Prague (laughs) fans would would maybe get into. So uh, really, Billy Talent. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Doing what they want to (laughs) do. All right. Very cool, man. Um, we don't have time to watch another video. I want. Uh, I haven't watched this one, but maybe we can we can do it in the in the office like later. Um, just a little um, Christmas uh, fun. Nano War of Steel. Val- oh, yeah. Val- Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it either, but I think it would be. It it, it should be uh, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, coming up, interviews with Chroma and Ginger and. Uh, that's it from our side for, for that's that was the last regular episode of of this year. Yep. It was a great year. Thank you Randy for for going on this journey for with me. Thank you Dario for 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 taking this leap of faith. I mean, we started this a year ago. Yeah. Uh our first episode uh, we interviewed Agneta from Matter Mortem. Yeah. Uh that's how it all started and that's actually how that whole movie thing started uh with her and here we are one year later, and uh, here you are listening to us. And uh, I hope if you like it, like I said, for Christmas, we would really like you to give us a give us a review uh, or share it with your friends and share it with your friends. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we still have to do our year roundup, but uh, yeah. we were trying to do that this week, but I think it's just getting tough uh, scheduling that. So we will off the air figure out 
yeah. when we're going to do our like special edition. It's actually kind of two, right? Yeah. One, or three. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely one with our best best of albums. Right. And then one with the albums that, uh, with the expectations for 2020. Right. It's a huge ass list. Uh, right. You, you, you're not ready. We're, I'm not ready. <laughs> and then finally, sometime maybe in 2020, we have to look back and say what our favorite albums from the 2010s was from, from the last the decade. decade. Yeah. So lots of, lots of homework to do. In the meantime, we're going to try to enjoy some holiday time with family and yes. uh, stay proud. We hope, hope oh, you do you do so too. Um, for now, um, take take care of each other, take care of yourselves. Absolutely. Love one another, listen to Prague, and support your favorite artists. Happy holidays, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Freaks. Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Freaks, Freaks out. out. What's up, Freaks? I am here again at the backstage venue in Munich, and uh, with me is... Miko from the Finnish band Chroma. How's it going? It's going very well, thank you. <laughs> You've been on tour for yeah a month now already with Ginger, uh, the Agonist, and Space of Variations. Yeah. How has that been so far? I mean, we left home on the 8th of November and 31 shows so far. It's been great. A lot of work and a lot of traveling, but the shows have been great and the vibes. Awesome. I guess a lot of our listeners uh, will not be familiar with uh, Chroma. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about your band, about Chroma? How, how did you get together? When did you start out? And uh, what kind of music you're playing? Yeah, uh, Chroma was formed in 2010. And uh, the base of the band are old friends. We've known each other for plus 20 years, I think. Played in bands together and played in in various bands that have toured together in Finland, like in the early 2000s. And then in 2010, we decided to form the band. And the musical style sort of evolved around the points of interest of the band members. Like our singer, Riku, is very fond of electronic music. So when he joined, it was clear from the start that we will have a lot of electronic influences or ele electronic elements in the music more so than than your standard synth would be so that we we try to add beats we try to add uh trip hop influences uh drum and bass everything that that sort of comes naturally and then of course since the musicians back backgrounds are in in metal the metal part comes from that also naturally and so it evolved i think the vision has been that from the beginning but then as we started doing doing music together, then the vision has sharpened. It has evolved into, into what it is now as we are approaching the release of our third album. Yeah, right. So you have two albums out already. Um, the uh, two full-length albums so far, yeah. Collapse from 2014 and Stasis from 2016, were released through Inverse Records in Finland, yeah. like Finnish label. Yeah. And um, yeah, for the new record, you the, we already have uh, had one single, "Kill the Friction," you released that in November, yeah. like right before the start of the tour. Yes, perfect. Pr probably not a coincidence. <laughs> no, we actually the song has has been, and the recording has been 
sort of completed already some time ago, but uh, the, and the video for the for the single as well. But then, as this tour got possible, then we decided this, of course, is the is the perfect uh, time frame for the release. So yeah, we re we we released the single and hope to release the full length album, which is also 99% complete as we speak. We hope to release it uh, next spring, so spring 2020. All right. Uh, so tell us a little bit about um, yeah, Kill the Friction, the song, which is the first taste uh, we can al already yeah hear from the the taste that we can hear from the from the upcoming uh, third album. Uh, so how do you approach the songwriting? Was the songwriting process different to the to the earlier albums, uh, to the two th first albums, or was it roughly the same? Well, did you change anything in approach or? Well, it was sort of the same as always. Maybe the base of the song was slightly more complete when when it was introduced to the band. So the, the bass is composed by our, our drummer Antti, and uh, then we added some production thingies to it, made some alterations. But in that sense, maybe the process was slightly different. Then on the other hand, we have had songs made like this before as well. So in that sense, it was not a different approach. Um, the, I think the song itself is more cinematic than before. Maybe our most cinematic song in a way, in this sense that it has a lot of this ambient, ambient synth vibes going on and a lot of big, huge hits and beats. And that was sort of what we aimed for, to make it slightly more wide than before. Mm -hmm. All right. And um, so, did you play play it live? Do you play it live on the tour already? Yeah, yeah. And every uh, night. How, how is the reaction? Uh, I mean, been you can so far? you can clearly see that that people have watched the video and heard the heard the song, or people have uh, gone to Spotify and listened to the song because you you clearly see uh, sort of a uh, an they enth enthusiastic. <laughs> Uh, uh, enthusiastic reaction to the song yeah definitely okay cool <clears throat> so yeah this this tour is going uh, uh, through like a lot, a lot of different countries is there any um, do, you, do you recognize or see different reactions from the, in different regions from, from the audience well we've done several tours on our own before and actually the Stasis tour which we did in 2016 was almost the exactly the same routing as this tour uh, except the UK which was the we uh, we visited UK for the first time on this tour mm -hmm. but so we are sort of familiar with with the European audiences and uh, you can say that somewhere uh, on some places the people are more Dancy. On some places they are more observant. Okay. On some places they are more wild. But uh, on the, all in all, I think I think it's just um, sort of a, the variety in in audiences is a very nice thing. So you never know what to expect. <laughs> Every night is different. But uh, definitely, yeah, good audiences on the tour. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, almost every day it is sold out or at least been upgraded to a bigger venue. Did you expect it when you got the chance, when you got offered to support Ginger on this tour? Uh, yeah, I think some of the venues had already already been upgraded as we got confirmed on the lineup. And uh, yeah, we, we, could, we definitely knew that it's going to be big. All right, uh, so yeah... 
any any was that tour so far the highlight of the band history or was there any other highlight you like any festival or any specific uh occasion that you would say that was my highlight of your career with chroma so far well this tour definitely has been the the biggest by far the biggest thing we've ever done as a band uh also the the longest i mean For to date, our record was 29 shows, and now it, it will be 37 when the tour is done. Uh, there have been highlights before. I mean, we played some big festivals, like the Finnish Tuska Festival we played. That was definitely sort of an early highlight back in 2013. We hope to go there again. <laughs> Let's see if it happens. Uh, then Euroblast 2014 was really sort of a, a, a unique experience. And there have been, like, occasionally very, very, very big things. But and all in all, this this tour has definitely been the biggest thing we have done. Awesome! And uh, next year you're gonna be back in Cologne for you, for the Euroblast festival, right? Yes, it's confirmed. Awesome. Uh, then, yeah, thank you for the, for this interview. Thank you for uh, telling us a bit about Chroma. Uh, have fun tonight on stage here in Munich, and uh, uh, good luck for the rest of the dates. And we're gonna uh, keep our eyes and ears peeled for some more news about the upcoming album next yeah. year. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Freaks out. What's up, Freaks? I'm still here at the backstage venue, and now I'm sitting here with Eugene from Ginger. Welcome to the broadcast. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Great um, to be here. You're over one month into the macro tour already. How's that going? <laughs> We're actually over three months. <laughs> on the tour because uh, like I told in the previous interview I do not consider the American tour separate from this ah, European okay. sure we had no no space in between this this is why this is the same tour yeah and so, uh, it's even more crazy <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy this is one thing to talk about is like it's crazy on the other hand it's very successful it's very rewarding it's great to see all these sold out shows It's really awesome to play for all these people who come and, and want to see us live, so who appreciate us as performers and uh, maybe musicians. A lot of them are musicians who just you know look up at us, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, um, you already mentioned that that there's a lot of people coming to that tour. Um, almost all the dates are sold out, are upgraded. Uh, did you expect that when when you were booking the tour or? <laughs> I expected it to some extent, but I, of course, couldn't say it, it's going to be so good. This is the answer. Like, I, uh, it's definitely beyond my expectations. All right. So, yeah, 2019 saw two new releases from the Ginger Camp, the Micro EP and his Big Brother, the Macro Album. Was there a specific reason why you settled for this concept? To, to do an EP first and then the album? It's a good question, and uh, the answer is that most of our decisions over these years were spontaneous decisions. Okay. We wanted to stay home a year ago, autumn 2018, and write the full-length album. But after American tours, which were very successful, we were persuaded to come to the States in the fall a year ago. And we just obviously didn't have time for an album, but we couldn't play anymore without new songs. And we just decided, let's make an intermediate release, just an EP. But okay. it turned out so well, and we felt this inspiration to write more. So right after we finished with Micro, we just decided, come on, let's 
go on tour, then get, get back home and try to write the full-length album. Just try. And here we are. <laughs> it worked well. Yeah. Um, so you, you were uh, mentioning the songwriting already. Uh, was there a difference between uh, micro and micro songwriting? How, how do you write songs? Do you meet in the, in the rehearsal room? We write, we write uh, songs individually, frames of the songs, like, mm -hmm. let's say, sketches. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, There are songs come, which come from Roman, most of them. There are songs which come from Vlad and me. Yeah, and then we just bring it to the table of the whole band and work on the arrangements together, change some parts. Yeah, and this is how it is done in, in, in Ginger. Yeah, and uh, this is how it, we were making both releases. But now looking back at this... Uh, Two albums, let's say two albums, because NEP is still an album, just short. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that writing writing for my uh, micro was sort of preparation and adapting ourselves to write macro. If we had a lot of quarrels, we had a lot of um, misunderstandings, and then we made a lot of comp comp promises writing micro. At the same time, same. It was like a, the opposite reflection, like uh, absolutely opposite thing with macro. We just didn't have any <laughs> any problems writing this. Like no, we we just absolutely felt each other and saw eye to eye, and just everything went very smooth. But both records are great. It's just different flavor yeah. Yeah. in them. Yeah, and like, and it was like a different time like a different window in time of, of your of the band like yeah, just I, a half and a half I, I a think, year I apart th i think that it is the same window it is, they both okay. were written within the uh, same period of time and musically they are very close but there is a certain flavor which can be felt like the micro i think is more aggressive and more experimental than macro macro is More diverse definitely is uh, has more groove on it, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 definitely macro has bigger production, much better production than micro. Yes, uh, but they both. I think for me, I like them both definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, it's quite obvious that the ginger sound is drawing from a lot of different influences, not only from the metal and prog worlds. Uh, so, what are you, some of your personal influences, both in terms of whole band sound and maybe also some bass heroes of uh, you? If we're talking my ba about my bass heroes, it's first of all Ryan Martini from Madvein. Yeah, all right. uh, and I, I consider him to be the greatest in heavy music. Okay. Yeah. N there is no one who's better than him. Like seriously, uh, in terms of techniques, in terms of how he, how he. Put his bass in the mix. I mean, in terms of arrangements, his arrangements would definitely make him stand out. He, because it is absolutely not conventional at all. It's some. It was when they appeared on the on the scene. On uh, it was like definitely fresh, a breath of piece of um, fre fresh breath. Yeah, yeah, fresh air yeah. to to the whole extreme music. So. Him, uh, I really love uh, Alex Webster from uh, Cannibal Corpse, and especially for his uh, side project, uh, um, uh, which is, 
Uh, it's just a second. Just <laughs> I cannot remember the name. Mm, blotted science. Yeah. Blotted oh science. yeah, of course. Yeah. Blotted science. Yeah. yeah. Blotted science was definitely something with, which with, blew me with, with Ron Yarzombek. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 2008, they they made that first uh, their debut album, and I still listen to it. So it's extraordinary. In, in many respects, in terms of sound, in terms of music, how progressive, how technically difficult it is. And uh, this is something which can definitely rival animals as leaders in terms mm -hmm. of how complex it is, how complicated it is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe a, a little bit similar, but but with more um, Middle Eastern influences. You know the art metal project from Jonas Helborg. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that, but not really my cup of tea. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, there are many more. There are many more. Yeah, but these two definitely, and especially Ryan, uh, I would call him the, my biggest influence. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, in the history of Ginger, about half a year after the release of the third album, you put out the now famous studio session of the song Pisces on YouTube. Probably you, you're getting tired of getting asked about that I'm, video. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm, I just, when <laughs> I'm asked about this, I can express my, uh, a bit of my negativity. <laughs> okay, so at, 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 what, at what point did you realize that it was seriously going viral? I mean, you're... you're after a month, I think. A month? A month, yeah. It was obvious after a month that there is something special about this video that yeah, when all the rea reaction reactions just started to appear, it, it yeah. was like, it's still going on. This is the <laughs> problem. This is my, my, uh, there, there is some negativity in me about this song and video is that it is still going on. It, it, it is you, ridiculous you, in my you, opinion. You, you want, you want to, uh, people to... To watch the new stuff now. Yes, yeah, this, yeah. I, I, I just do not understand. I, I just told <laughs> the guys so that we, it, the Pisces is one of our good and best songs, but not the best one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah actually, I wanted to ask you. And about I don't want to be a band of one song. I don't want yeah. to have people at our live shows who come and want to see and hear just the one just song. one song. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> quite possibly we will stop playing it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but but when the, when these reaction videos start popping up, did you did you watch them like together as a band and, and no, uh, no, no, never as a band. We watched them individually, <laughs> yeah, and, and I didn't watch many because okay. after ten, you just get, didn't. Just I get same. tired. It's <laughs> yeah. all the same. There is there is no um, reason. There is no point in them anymore. Yeah. This is the problem. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, but for Micro and Macro, you, you produced quite a lot of uh, new music videos uh, for Perennial and Teacher Teacher, and then for Judgment and Punishment on the top and Pit of Consciousness. Um, all like really great video productions. And how do you choose the songs uh, you, you will make a video for, and how do you come up with the concept? It's a bit chaotic. Okay. How we choose how we pick songs, it's a bit chaotic because uh, I, I after we release these songs, I just. Then I start getting doubtful whether we, <laughs> we picked the song correctly or not, whether it was the right choice or not. So it, it is just like taking a candy out of a box. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great and answer. then after we, after we choose a song, we just go to a videographer who, and then collaborating with a videographer, we come up with the 
concept and ideas and uh, visuals and everything. Awesome. Yeah, you've been almost constantly on tour over the last couple of years, right? Um, do you get different reactions in different countries and regions across the world? Um, nope, I think it is more or less the same now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, are there any particular highlights that, uh, from especially playing live, any festivals that stood out it for you so far? Hard. It is very hard to pick. Yeah, Maybe, maybe I would say that Canadian shows are extraordinary. But at the same time, we were... Now on this tour in Germany, we had a couple of awesome shows. Yeah, the shows in France, people go crazy there when we <laughs> play, yeah. So it's more or less the same everywhere. It's cool, just cool, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and for next year, you already got more uh, uh, dates announced. Another American tour, a North American tour coming up, and a couple of festival dates lined up already. Um, apart from that, uh, what are the next steps for Ginger then? <laughs> I, what else can you expect from us? We just released two albums, 14 songs. So uh, does it make any sense write more? Obviously, we will not write. We will not come up with new music with next one or two years. Yeah, it, it is quite okay. Yeah. So we will, what we will be doing is just touring and getting more and more new fans like expanding our music all around the world, maybe live videos, maybe a DVD uh, within this period of, of time before the next album comes out. Okay, cool. Awesome. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing you here in the backstage in Munich on stage <laughs> later. Um, good luck with the rest of the shows of uh, the European tour, like just a couple, of le uh, a couple left now, right? Yeah, and six, then... including this one. Okay, and then yeah, all the best and hope to see you around next year. Thank you, man. Yeah, big pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Freaks out. Okay, guys, we'll go and chill before we play today. The Freaks Progcast, presented by the Prague Space, is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy and Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, freaks. See you next time. Freaks out. And I can't come by.